Go on, Jack. I have a fear. I shouldn't laugh at this. I'm so sorry. I have a fear of closing toilet doors. Welcome to the Media Week podcast, the podcast made for media people by media people. Don't worry, we're not your CEOs just yet. We're your common media folk in the weeds of the day to day. Each episode, we'll share opinions on hot topics in the media world, along with some vents to keep you going on a Friday afternoon. So who's in the room? It's me, your host, Harriet from Publicis, Jack from Craft. Salutations. And Buki from Wavemaker. Yo, yo. In today's episode, we'll talk about what's poppin' on streaming, social, <laughs> sport and Stanley. The four s's. The what? The four what? They're all s's, Jack. Streaming, social, sports, and Stanley. But first... In social, in a bid to attract brand and celebrities, French social app BeReal has launched official accounts for individuals and companies called Real People and Real Brands. BeReal rose to popularity in 2022 with 23 million daily active users at the moment. I didn't know they French. I didn't know it was French. Yeah, that's, that's like French. the main news flash for me. <laughs> it's actually be real. Oh, take a picture with the front and the back camera. <laughs> that has no um, right being that funny, but it really was. Yeah. Oh, merci. Yeah, I mean, I still use be real. I like it. I like seeing my friends' mundane lives. You're it so reminds confusing, me. you elderly toddler. I don't what? know who you are. <laughs> What? Elderly toddler? <laughs> I you like watch the ancient hieroglyphics of the uh, out of home, but I also still use Be Real. Please, who are you? <laughs> Pick a side. I'm here to confuse you. <laughs> no, yeah, but I, I, I like Be Real. And I've seen that they've like they've started pushing, you know, for sort of celebrities and brands to, to join it. But I don't quite understand, like, you know, what are Pringles going to be taking pictures of? Like, is it going to be the Pringle man? That's what I mean. Potentially. So, like, I mean, when, I dig that. What's the Pringle man? When it first right came out, that was my, my first thought was like, oh, this is cool. I like this. The kind mm. of like anti-social media, social media. Yeah. But my very first thought as the shrewd media advertising and media professional that I am was how on earth are you going to commercialize this? Yeah. So I think we're now starting to see them realize that. Yeah. They should have just listened to the podcast because mm. we could have told them that a while ago. But like to your point, I don't really know what brands are going to be doing there. Yeah. Or I mean, I know what famous people can do there, just what everyone else is doing there. But yeah. I'm not really sure what they're trying to do because I had a look at the user numbers. So the user numbers peaked in 2022 at 73.5 yeah. mil monthly users, and they have 23 million daily users. But to put that into context, TikTok has 900 million daily <sighs> users. Yeah. Okay. So I think. It's going to take a lot for them to break into that kind yeah. of space of Instagram and TikTok. With 23, is nothing to bulk at. It's not bad. Yeah. Well, I they've mean, got a strategic approach in order to get the numbers up. So yeah. let's circle back. Also, they might not want to get the numbers up. Like, their whole thing is almost an anti-social media, social media, right? Yeah. So maybe they just want to... Ro- they're in it to make money, aren't they? Hmm. So... Uh, sorry. <laughs> yeah, why sorry, are you shushing, shushing you shush down? Shush. I was getting the hurry up from books in the last episode, and now I'm getting the shushing from Mary. Uh, sorry like, about that. We we need we need another person in this podcast so that I'm not just getting bullied by. So you someone two. else shushes you. Don't worry. <laughs> yeah, yeah, so I can have three people bully me. In tech. Mixed reality headset, the Apple Vision Pro, was recently made available for pre-order. The impressive piece of kit, advertised with the slogan, be in the moment, the irony, retails at (laughs) (laughs) $3,500. 
Wow. Is this the thing that the, 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 the head of tech dubbed the greatest thing humanity's ever invented? No, that was the meta goggles or whatever they yeah. were. So the meta it's... goggles have already been beaten by, because we know the Apple one will be better. We know, but they do, they do look like snowboarding goggles, to be honest. Really? Yeah, they look okay. kind of cool. Let's get a link to what they look like in yeah. the show notes. Question mm-hmm. is, when will we see the media landscape designing new ad formats for headsets? I actually personally, and this is a very controversial one, but I hope never because firstly, anything that close to my eyes, it's a bit intrusive. It's a bit intimate. You're a bit too close to me to be doing up ads. Yeah, I mean, you'd have to be so careful with how you do it because maybe if there's like a sort of an AR thing, they could kind of like put the ads as if it's out of home. So like, you know, further away. Mm -hmm. So you could almost have like virtual out of home. It would be like Blade Runner, actually. Oh, that'd be sick. The whole thing is just giving Black Mirror. Well, like, no. yeah, it's very kind of Black Mirror. It's very kind of minority report. Yeah, but we're getting a bit ahead of ourselves. People need to actually buy them first. Yeah. So that yeah. we can then chuck a load of ads on them. But we'll see. It may not be long. I mean, if I could, if it make my life like minority report, I think I'd buy some though. That'd be pretty Would sick. you really? Like, would you buy the goggles? At this moment in time, probably grand? not. Three, no, three thousand five hundred dollars. So oh, I don't bargain. know what that is in pounds. Bargain. <laughs> it's probably. I'm trying to work at craft. <laughs> <laughs> but well, yeah. Let's see which um, which headset picks up the. I put my left foot first. on Apple smashing it versus Mare. Uh, I agree. Well, I don't know. I think they've got two very different um, USPs. The Apple one is giving yeah. much more like lifestyle, but the Meta one, was that not giving a little bit more? Because they've always is got it, the Quest, is, haven't is, they? Is it AR? Is it VR, the, the thing? Because th- this is AR, what you're talking about, aug- augmented reality, right? Uh, Rather yes. than yes. VR. Yeah. So like, it's not like you're at home on the Oculus Rift and you're walking into the coffee table. Exactly. Like, this is like, you can... But also, it will fail, won't it? Because like, you know, look how Google Glass absolute flop I don't, I don't think it's fair to say that something will fail just because another one failed prior right, let's have this chat in a year's time when we're all wearing no, our do you know what? it's a fair, it's a fair shout because so many things have to fail until one works out yeah and maybe they we just as a people weren't ready for that then i don't know that we're ready for it now yeah but someone somewhere who has three thousand five hundred dollars spare yeah. is ready for that well i mean also it's like you've got that and i was thinking in the same vein obviously we we managed to go through the whole of last episode without mentioning him but Friend of the podcast, Elon Musk, oh, um, has just cow. stuck a, a computer chip in someone's brain. So, Is he I mean, really? can you imagine that? Like guy, that, that guy's just get, or, or woman's going to just be getting like ads beamed directly into their cranium. Wow, wow. So, we're yeah, all up to jobs there, aren't we? In sports, mm. sports such as UFC, NBA and more recently the English Premier League are being shown in shared reality spaces owned by a company called Cosm. Mm-hmm. Could this make more sports more accessible for brands? Could you explain what a shared reality space is? Isn't think- that just reality? I'd like Buki to explain this actually. <laughs> so basically think of like a big almost indoor stadium and like the BBC Earth. Have you seen that? The BBC Earth Experience. Do you know that place? I think so, yeah. So basically, the whole wall ceiling is showing the game. Oh. So it's basically just like really immersive. Like you're right there on yeah. the touch touchline watching the game. And then you, obviously you can probably have brand experiences there. Personally, I like this as an idea because a lot of sports, especially your bigger sports, take Premier League, mm-hmm. uh, UFC, they're at capacity every single time they're on. 
people are either priced out yeah. or they just miss out on tickets. If you create another space for people to congregate, so they, it's almost like taking pub and stadium culture and smashing it together Ugh. at a probably a lower price point and another area for brands to get involved. So you no longer have to be a Premier League sponsor to be there. Yeah. You can sponsor the stream. Oh, so at, you, from a brand experience know? perspective, like, for yeah, because the price point's so high. I mean genuinely my mind's just started like jumping off of like ideas for mm-hmm. some of my clients like, let's see now. where is this can we do can we do this it's an american minded oh, it's an american. for the minute for the, but it's for coming now. for the rest of us cosm if you're listening oh, so bring Eng- it over so the english premier league is being shown in the u.s within yeah. chevrolet i think they've got one in hollywood they've got one in vegas and they've got some other facilities as well so cosm are basically just building all these facilities i'm wow. sure is it like the big the big orb in vegas is that a like little the... a little bit but not not to that extent right, it really yeah. is Pub, pub together. Oh, like very cool. Well, so I really like it. I think there's such opportunities, as you say, for brands. Jack's already got loads of um, ideas. So <laughs> yeah. 10 10. Cool. In the CTV landscape, Netflix have recently announced that they have struck a deal to take over the global WWE Raw rights. I, I assume this. this is not the Wildlife Fund and the that rest was WWF. F, yeah. <laughs> the deal costs <laughs> 5 billion and runs for 10 years. I mean, how sick is Me this? Like so my oh man, my like nine-year-old self is going absolutely mad for this because yeah. I mean it's genius because it's got such an enormous following and that's just going to get like loyal. But you, you only have to look at these guys' social followings of like all of the wrestlers. People absolutely love it, and obviously as long as it's not real, blah blah, blah whatever. It's still just it's like so popular. It's so real. popular with fun. <laughs> yeah, it's yeah, it's all fake if you boil it down. But like. Oh, it'd just be so damn good because I just want it to go back to the glory days of like Stone Cold Steve Austin, Yo. Big Show, and don't don't Vince even get McMahon. me started. Here. Not him. Oh man, <laughs> everybody else. You're not, not a Vince McMahon thing, man, fan. No. <laughs> the thing about this is that outside of the US, they're also it's going to include all of what were the pay per view events. Yeah. So WrestleMania, SummerSlam, Royal Rumble. The Royal Rumble. All of those things, TLC, everything, tables, ladders and chairs for those of you not in the know. All of them things there are also going to be available on Netflix. I remember being a kid and my mum, we had Sky, but it was still pay-per-view. All of my friends, we did tours, we mowed lawns, everything. And I remember I got to my mum with all the coins and I was like, please, mum, can we get the pay-per-view? And it was like £19.99 and we'd worked for weeks to get that. So oh, the fact man. that it's all going to be on Netflix, I'm envious of the kids but today. I think there's an opportunity as well for Netflix to do something with their kind of gaming vertical as well with the, the yeah. wrestling deal. Oh, so yeah. I imagine that's, well, if they haven't thought about yeah. it yet. I mean, they like they there's should free definitely... One for because it raises the question about, like, if you've got sports on Netflix, obviously they've got their ad-funded tier, but I'm like, what about sponsorship? Because I tell you what, there are brands that would bite your bloody arm off for the uh, Are for the they ready for that? that? Though? How long, if I remember correctly, didn't last time Netflix try to do live TV, there was a whole problem. It won't be live, though, will it? It or will. They... It's, going, it's live. It's going to be, it's going it? to be linear. It's going to be scheduled TV on Netflix. That's weird. Obviously, you can go back and watch it back like you normally would on any Netflix, but they are entering the sports landscape. It's coming coming full circle, isn't it? Well, I think they're doing what they can to get get ahead again, given Mm -hmm. that the last few episodes we've talked about how Netflix is really not in front Mm. at the moment. So we'll we'll see. We'll see. Love that. Anyway, that wraps up Newsflash. Boom, boom, uh, boom, 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 boom. 
Now, we've covered the three S's can today. Can you leave that in, please? <laughs> just not to just, do the jingle just, one time. Just so you guys know that we listen to that every week. Poor <laughs> <laughs> oh, guys, poor guys. Okay. Um, now, we've covered the three S's today. Streaming, social and sport. And we've got one remaining. The Stanley Cup. Oh. No. Not, not to be confused with the NHL. Well, no, we're not talking about my pet dachshund. Neither are we talking about another new industry award. We're talking about the revival of the Stanley Cup. So what actually is the Stanley Cup, first of all? Well, to set the scene, and for those that don't know, for over 100 years, the Stanley brand has been marketed to kind of workers and outdoorsmen. But with the help of creators, the company has reached an untapped audience. So the Stanley Cup craze has took a $70 million company to a $750 million company in just three years. And this is really the kind of case study that we'd all dream about producing for our clients. So tell us a bit about what happened and what what your view is so i think if i'm right the ceo of crocs went to stanley or the cmo i think it might be the cmo they uh, went from crocs and basically have been applying a lot of like the same ideas that have driven crocs from being this sort of like hideous shoe that no one actually really liked to being like a sort of a cult status object but they also like they've been really smart at reacting to stuff really fast obviously they've like tiktok has done them an absolute favor basically but like did you see where there was someone's car like burnt out Mm -hmm. and the stanley cup survived the fire and then when they opened it up there was still ice in the cup Mm -hmm. that's insane and then didn't stanley replace the car car. see that's so smart like from a comms standpoint it's like Boom, PR, smash, and that's a home run. Yeah, what Stanley done has been absolutely... Because I, they, they're the same people who make the Stanley knives, right? That's the only shit that I know. Do they, they actually? They, they make the Stanley knives as yeah, well? Yeah, because like, oh. the, the cup was all about like Stanley... Um, it was like you say construction workers. They should do them workers. in like, pink and green. <laughs> exactly. And that would be fantastic. I'd love one of those. Yeah. So yeah, when I was reading into it, my take on this, I think, yeah, Jack, what you said is bang on. That was a huge component of their rise. But it was just this willingness to engage with the micro communities that are literally like building at the bottom of social media so obviously they did engage different um, influencers Um, I think they had Carrie Underwood they had uh, one of the women from Orange is the New Black Mm. they had another country singer and stuff like that so they did like limited edition bottles with them so obviously using them as influencers I think they also did a Starbucks collab and they did like Valentine's Day editions and stuff like that but they worked with a company called The Buy Guide, who just listed them initially. Uh-huh. And then when they saw it was doing so well, Stanley got in touch with them and helped them like buy up a bunch and sell on. And all of a sudden, they ended up pitching different influencers, like low-level influencers, yes. to test it and try it and test it and try it. And so you ended up having... Uh, user-generated content mm-hmm. explosion of yeah. different people just being like, it can't be as good as everyone's saying. Yeah, And before you know it, it's become part of meme culture. Yeah, I mean, so they, they're hideous, by the way. They look awful. Like, I personally think they look clunky. very unpractical. Well, yeah, with a big impractical, handle. Impractical. But you're you're totally right, Buki, because they have a, a mass, a, a dedicated fan base on on Twitter. So you know things like unboxing and, and product reviews, gaining millions and millions of views, mm-hmm. and obviously in in turn, it, it's helping make the the company even more profitable. But what I'm interested in is. Obviously, this is a really good example of how a brand has almost reinvented itself to tap into a, a probably more female-focused audience. But what other brands do we 
know about that has done something very similar. The first one that came to mind for me is Dickies. Oh yeah, yeah. Because I wouldn't say the on the same scale. Yeah, I wouldn't say on the same scale, but they did something fairly similar. Yeah. They it was a, a workman's kind of builder. <laughs> you know, mm-hmm. yeah. original clothing brand that, that well. then suddenly kind of extended its positioning and appeal to a younger, trendier yeah. audience. Yeah, yeah pe- people like me sit at a computer but want to look like they actually do a proper job. Yeah. <laughs> with their hands like a man. <laughs> I'm so glad I wasn't wearing my dicky shirt today. I wore it yesterday, guys. Oh. oh, there we go. <laughs> there we go, see. So and any others you can think of? Do you think Dyson sits in here with the whole air wrap curl thingy? Mate, like, it's mad how people want like a Hoover brand to be like near their hair. I don't know how they did that. That was crazy. I tell you what, they, tell you what I love. I mean, they're just going off on a tangent now, but I love Dyson for changing the world of hand dryers. Do you remember drying your hands in like the nineties? Jarring, just suck. Just I just and didn't. now it's like <laughs> zip, zip. I just didn't. I just went wet hands. Just let air dry. Fuck that shit, man. So back back to the point. The thing that I love about this is like it's an example of how if you've got an empowered marketing team that is free to kind of make their own decisions and pivot based on what's happening in real time, you're going to see so many more rewards rather than mm-hmm. having. You know, some businesses are set up where like everything must be rubber stamped by the CEO, and it's like you're trying to turn the QE two every time you want to make a decision. You're never going to be able to jump exactly. on like a TikTok trend that's here today and gone tomorrow. Exactly. I think it's just a huge case in point for anyone trying to get you know clients to relinquish a bit of control because that's mm-hmm. the problem here. When you are controlling, you know, the message, then that everything, yeah. as you say, you just don't get the opportunity to react, and you don't get the opportunity to capitalise when everyone else is backing your brand and you're yeah. just there like, wait, hang on, I have 70,000 approvals to do <laughs> and then we can go out with a, res- with a response. I, mean, I think also like there's such a, yeah, like it's a bravery thing. There's such a, an opportunity for particularly junior people or agencies who have like a bit of contact with the client. You know, when you see things popping off on TikTok or like there's something new developing and you think about like how that might be relevant to your client, have ideas about it because mm-hmm. you, you can just, you know, you should just put them to them. I think people are afraid of having ideas sometimes. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Well, I think it's obviously, in, in essence, an example of a really well-executed strategy, specifically using social and user-generated content to accelerate the buzz. A really well-executed strategy that we could learn a lot from. Absolutely. Everyone could learn a lot from. Ring, ring. Ring, ring. Hello, media and on. I'm still, I'm still media uncle this week, aren't I? We're on. Love it. Agony uncle. You'd be a good uncle. I am an uncle. Are you? Yeah, I've got two nieces. Um, so, media and on. We've only got one this week. Oh, okay. Guys, you guys are slacking. Okay. Thank you, whoever sent this in. This is probably my favourite all-time media and on, above <laughs> even the person who just sent in syphilis. Um, <laughs> three times. They didn't actually send in the disease. But um, anyway, so I'm back in the office three days a week, which feels so alien to me. I'm getting on with it because I have to, but I had the most mortifying experience that is making me want to quit my job. (laughs) I have a fear of closing. (laughs) I have a fear. I I shouldn't laugh at this. I'm so sorry. I have a fear of closing toilet doors. Don't ask why. It's just something that I've always had. Maybe it's a claustrophobic thing. Whatever. But basically, 
I went to the toilet and forgot to lock it in the office and someone walked in and saw me peeing. They sit on the same floor as me no. and I want to die. <laughs> no. Okay, so first piece of advice, lock the toilet door. Wait, but, but uh, all I'm saying is you didn't forget. You knew you didn't want to close the door. <laughs> so, yeah, yeah. We're really poking fun at someone with yeah. clearly quite a big phobia. I'm not, I'm, not, of... I'm not poking fun. It's just it's just such a funny image and not where I expected it to this this media and on to go. And it's a non. So okay. it's a well, non, yeah, yeah. First of all, sorry. thank you for sharing. I'm I'm sorry that situation happened. Yeah. I think you're going to have to accept I mean, that if you is. don't close the door, then it may happen again. So you either yeah. have to be at peace with the fact that you may... <laughs> maybe, maybe close the door, but then like, clo- close, your, close your eyes, maybe. That might help with the like... What if you? I don't know. Open the door and close your eyes. Yeah, I think Nav like that. Or have have a sign. Have like a um, get like a magnetic sign that you can put on the door to say someone's in here. That's a great idea. That stops you from having to close it. That is a great idea. So like you can just go bang that on the front, and so no one pushes it open. So the sorry, I'm in here taking a dump. Or just even you could even just say like broken toilet or something out of order. Yeah. No, you leave it ajar. And then you just have your foot at the ready. So if someone does start moving <laughs> yeah. it... Oh, yeah, like, like, when, like when you're at a motorway service station and it's like you don't have a proper lock on the well, door and you're there like... That's <laughs> all OK if the, if it's a she, but perhaps not a he. Well, it could be... In Germany, 50% of men sit down to we, right? So it could be oh, a German man. It's true. That, so they are back in the office three days a week. They've Someone's seen them having a slash... And they feel awkward and mortified about it. What is your advice? We need some advice. I mean, I'm forget about it and bring a sign next time and be a little <laughs> bit more aware of the fact that that could happen again if you don't close the door. Savage. Perfect. That, no, it was perfect. It's it was helpful. Advice, yes. Yeah, yeah. It's your own fault. Mm. <laughs> I didn't say... I was being tactical. Yeah, you yeah. were. Okay. I um, liked it. Your, yeah? Uh, no, I know. I, I'm going to co-sign Harriet's. I mean, I, I think that maybe you, you could sort of... Get, I mean, it's, it'd probably be even more mortifying, but try and engineer a situation where you're like, you see that person and just kind of say to them, back on the like, black make, make a, make a, <laughs> no, 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 just like make, make a joke out of it or something, or like, you've, because you've got to laugh at the situation. No, that kind of joke's going straight to HR. Yeah. Oh, now we both Don't see each other's any... bums. What, 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 what <laughs> am I doing with that? Don't make any crude jokes about it. What, <laughs> no, 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 what else did you say? No, okay. we're not saying that joke. Well, look, we're all going to have to agree to disagree because it's like, yes, it's mortifying, but I think sometimes you just need to. Grab the ball by the horns, so to speak. I think we're all going to have to agree to go with Harriet's suggestion. Yeah, yeah, all right. Listen to Harriet. (laughs) Um, For once. Well, that wraps up this week's Media Week podcast. We hope you enjoyed it. If you did, please give us a like or subscribe wherever you get your podcasts. Um, If you want further information, it's all in the show notes. There may even be a picture of a cute dashing called uh, Stanley. Stanley Cup, Stanley Cup, the Dash Hound, uh, Dash Hound, Dash Hound, I don't know. Oh God, it is hard. You do yes. go mental. We're going out for drinks. Bye. Bye. <laughs> <laughs> All right, you're actually on fucking. That was great. Oh.